Greetings, comrades. Greetings from somewhere in the Florida Turnpike. I'm taking a short little break. Uh, driving through all these recent storms has not been pleasant. And speaking of which, it reminded me of when I was in Fort Lauderdale slash Lauderdale by the Sea, that nearby coastal town. And I was stuck there for an additional 24 to like 36 hours because I was there when there was that really random psychotic thunderstorm that just refused to leave and it dumped over 20 inches of rain and the city could not handle it. The airport shut down. The infrastructure could not handle all the water and most of downtown was underwater. Cars were submerged. Houses were destroyed. And it sucks for everybody that lives in Southeast Florida but it especially sucks because we know this problem has been happening for quite some time. Hell, it was in 1992 when Hurricane Andrew wiped off Homestead off the face of the earth. And that whole that whole town had to rebuild itself from scratch. When Hurricane Andrew passed by, there were dozens of insurance companies that just completely shut down because they couldn't handle the damage. That was in 1992. And... I'm going to give this administration credit, not the current one, but the Bill Clinton administration. I'm going to give them credit because before Clinton left and Al Gore was expected to win, but it didn't happen. uh, Bill Clinton and Al Gore made some initiatives to try to restore the Everglades and try to help the infrastructure of South Florida because most of Florida is swampland. And because the Everglades has lost 50% of its, uh, of its land, it lost 70% of its water. And the Clinton and Gore administration started uh, passing measures to try to, to bring it back to what it used to be. Which is very difficult in a state that is constantly rising up in population numbers. But it is feasible because, as I have historically said, the United States is like 70th something in population density. And there is room. There's plenty of room. And there are... <laughs> my grammar. There are ways to grow a city that doesn't involve taking more land. There hasn't been studies as to <laughs> just how many empty buildings and hotels and houses exist in Florida that is owned by banks that will not be sold, will not be moved. But I assure you, there's plenty of space within these cities to provide for people moving in. That doesn't involve taking more from the Everglades, an already beautiful but fragile ecosystem that does help provide some shelter to people living around there for when the storms hit, for when the water starts rising. But the more we take from the Everglades, the more we build closer to the ocean, we're creating this situation in which Miami, South Florida, there are parts of it that probably may not survive the end of the century at the rate we're going if nothing is done. If nothing is done about climate change, you know, globally, it's going to be Southeast Florida that's going to suffer the most. Like, Montana will be fine. Montana will get probably a psychotic storm once in a while. 
but Montana will ultimately be fine. Like North Dakota, South Dakota, Kansas, Illinois, those places will be fine. But Florida is a state that is dominantly at sea level. It's dominantly swampland. And it has a plethora of lakes and rivers and streams and um, springs, natural springs. It's a state that's already has so much water and it's so close to the people surrounding it. All it takes is one of these psychotic storms to really wreak some havoc. Lake Sanford, when it got hit by one of the storms, we got... Central Florida got directly hit by a hurricane. And even though, like, the wind wasn't that intense, it was the rain that was super bad. And there were parts of Orlando that was completely underwater for several weeks. Lake Sanford pretty much took, like, pretty much gobbled up the 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 surrounding pathway, the surrounding trailway that allows you to walk around the lake was underwater, was submerged for several weeks. Florida is dominantly swampland and water. And Walt Disney World's marketing is so good that you really forget that. Especially like when you're in the parks and you're going through the Seven Seas Lagoon, not realizing not realizing that, hey, like, I'm I'm traveling through a swamp to get through this park. Where do you think that water comes from for Splash Mountain? There used to be alligators in Splash Mountain. Like, all these waterways are connected because there's so much of it. And it sucks because Ron DeSantis had unchecked power because the Republicans did so well in the past several elections in this in this state, which gives him all this power, which gives him all this ability to do whatever he wants. He could very much easily fix some, fix the infrastructure of Southeast Florida. He could very much help, you know, bridge the gap and continue on the the restoring of the Everglades, restoring the coral reefs and the Florida Keys. He could help save more manatees. He could help preserve all the waterways and make sure that we have all the necessary resources to preserve Florida on an environmental level as these storms continue hitting us, as, you know, climate change continues doing its thing for as long as these large corporations, you know, do all the polluting without any consequences. But instead, DeSantis spent all his power and might fighting Disney and passing anti-gay laws. Instead, we're seeing uh, the poem that was read during Biden's inauguration being banned from schools because some prick that pretends like is a who's pretending like she's a concerned parent who actually is connected to white supremacist, as is the DeSantis administration, decided to ban. You know, decided to complain about the poem. These are the things that are happening instead of trying to figure out ways to prevent Miami from going underwater again. To try to prevent Fort Lauderdale from, you know, being submerged for days on end. It's It should have been embarrassing to DeSantis that one storm from one day shut down an entire airport. This stuff should have been embarrassing. But DeSantis was all the way out, and I think it was in Israel or in Japan when it happened... 
And he never once, like, cut any of these trips short to go back to South Florida to access the damage. We are focusing on all the wrong things um, in politics, unfortunately. Florida's in real danger. Like, Floridians are in danger. I mean, Florida's just reclaiming its land back, pretty much. But Floridians in Southeast Florida, especially in Miami, especially in South Beach, they're in real danger. And if there are no efforts to try to mitigate, you know, these changing climates, if there's no efforts to try to beef up the infrastructure so we can at the very least know how to handle the floodwaters and know how to divert the, you know, pathways, like there's going to be problems. And I don't know how much longer Miami can stay being Miami through the rest of the century if these storms continue hitting. Like, at the end of the day, you cannot defeat Mother Nature. So the best thing you can do is try to work with her. Right? The ocean is a super powerful force. Alright? There is a... In Jamaica... There was, an, there was a part of Jamaica that just completely sunk into the ocean. An entire chunk of the city just completely sunk in there. Because it was an earthquake that created a tsunami. And the earthquake was so powerful, it split off the land. And there were people in houses and buildings that just floated out to the ocean. And there was nothing you can do. I don't mean to scare people. But once that tide reaches a point, and once that storm hits on the right spot... There is nothing you can do if you're not prepared. The storm will take you. It will take the city if nothing is done about it. In the 1950s, the Netherlands experienced this really terrible storm. Killed many, many people. And the shock was so bad that the government went on this humongous effort to control the sea so it doesn't happen again. And I'm not going to get into details here because it's just a quick little, you know, podcast entry. But the Netherlands pretty much dominate the seas. Like, they dominate water so badly that they can build and create brand new land, new territory that shouldn't be there because of the way they can control water. They, the Netherlands, have built their cities and built the waterways and built the roads in such a way that whenever it does storm, the water not only runs in certain directions, but it actually cleans up, literally cleans up the road along the way. Crazy impressive stuff. You really got to do the research. It's a good YouTube uh, rabbit hole to go down on. But it sucks that, you know, we've had Republicans running the show since the mid-90s and they have done next to nothing to try to combat what is a situation that is becoming increasingly more dangerous for people living in Southeast Florida. And we very well could work with nature, we could work with the environment to provide solutions and provide ways that we can handle these storms. 
we have margroves that we could very much easily scatter across, you know, several parts of the South South Beach and Southeast Florida, like on the ocean waters, to try to prevent the waves from becoming as strong as these storms approach. Things like that, just simple things like that. There's a nature has provided a lot of solutions. Countries have provided solutions. And instead, we're just fighting, you know, we're seeing bickering and fighting over some books that parents fear will turn their child gay. Our priorities are completely warped. And even though there's example after example after example of how much worse it can get, we have still seen next to nothing uh, in terms of finding solutions to fix and try to improve a worsening situation. Florida is a top 20 global economy, so it has the money and resources to provide proper solutions. And it's just a matter of finding the right people that care. But I'll end this in a positive note. As I've said, there are solutions. It is a solvable problem. Um, and one example I always like to use is the ozone layer was in really bad shape in the late 80s and early 90s. And through a collective effort across the world, we were able to fix it. And it's not perfect. It still has its struggles. But the ozone layer is significantly better now than what it was before. So if we could fix the ozone layer, if we can do that, then we can definitely work together to try to reverse some of the terrible trends involving these stronger storms. It will take effort and some time. But because the world is the way that it is right now in the post-pandemic era, it's going to take a while before we can get more world leaders to actually, like, be on the same page. Lula's trying his hardest. <laughs> and uh, I wish Biden would be more involved with that, but Biden's got to fix his own domestic issues as white supremacists continue trying to infiltrate the White House. But in the meantime, while we wait for the world to catch up and be on the same page, the least we can do in Florida is be prepared. Don't be prepared for gay people. Be prepared for storms. The LGBTQ community is not the enemy. Migrants and immigrants are not the enemy. DeSantis. The enemy is us and the way we've been treating and mistreating Mother Nature. The way we've been mis mistreating this gift. We're our own worst enemy. And it's up to us to solve these problems. It is up to us to undo the damage. But he's going to be running for president, so that conversation is not going to be had until he gets his butt whooped in the primaries. Maybe when he comes back a broken man, <laughs> we can convince him to st to use his unchecked power that he'll still likely have when he comes back and provide some good changes that will help Floridians in the future as these storms get worse. Alright, I'm done. Have a good night. Talk to you guys later.